Our film festival week continues with our coverage of the Slow Festival. This episode, we talked to Kevin Smokler and Christopher Boone from the awesome movie Vinyl Nation. I grew up working in a record store, so this movie is close to my heart, and I think you're going to love it. Let's join the conversation now. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Normally, I don't lead with this, but we only have like a little bit of time and I just want to get to the crux of it. So my dad was a musician. My dad was the drummer for the Doobie Brothers. And he for, I would not get grounded for egging houses or doing anything else. But if I left a record out of case, hell no. I mean, I was, I'm not doing, I'm not playing Nintendo. I'm not doing anything for the rest of the week. It was the end of it. <laughs> And I've always just been so uptight about things like that. I loved, I love watching this. And also, I'm also a recovering addict. And I got rid of all my vinyl. And my parents, my, I'm talking Roxy music, the Beatles live in Bangladesh. Oh, like, wow. I know. And my favorite, Anne Margaret live in Japan. Oh. Just, it, it, and it's like all the family jewelry that I sold has no effect on me. I'm like, well, <laughs> it did what it did. You know, I'm five and a half years clean and sober now. So that's fine. Excellent. It's the vinyl that kills me. Let's yeah. talk about your love of vinyl. <laughs> and thank you for making this movie, by the way. So. Oh, our pleasure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, we, neither Chris nor I are old enough to have been into records like the first time around. So we're both like second generation vinyl people. And when it came along for me, I was like, I basically inherited a turntable for a song from someone I knew. I was like, oh, okay, this is a weird habit. It's like collecting model, model trains or something. And I don't, I didn't think much of it. And then he took me record shopping uh, and he, by sheer coincidence, was really into Philly soul. And I didn't know what Philly soul was. Um, and so he basically handed me 10 Gamble and Huff produced records and was like, here, have these. And I was like, okay, fine. I took them home. And I was like, man, I didn't really feel like there were any more worlds to conquer, musically speaking, but I realized what I didn't know. And I realized records, at least at the time, were a cheap way to like be in music community college forever. I was like, okay, well, this semester is Philly Soul and next semester is Irish Punk. And then the semester after that is German Techno and on and on and on for the rest of my life. Um, and it just seemed like fun. And Flash forward years later, Chris and I, who went to college together, got back in touch and I'd had this lingering idea like, why is an old medium new again? And why is it so much fun? And why are people who are 17 who have no in exposure to vinyl the first time around into it all of a sudden? And I brought the idea to Chris, who's an experienced filmmaker. I'm not. And, and I said, well, maybe we should do something with this. And he's like, oh, like what? And I said, maybe make a documentary because I don't know how to tell a story in fiction form. And he does. Um, and uh, he said, well, okay. And we just, we just kind of chewed the rag over it for like six months. We didn't live in the same place. So we talked on the phone a bunch. And till finally he was like, well, we, we have a kind of vague sense of what we want to do. We have a title that you've come up with, Vinyl Nation. We have a bunch of pins in a Google map where we could drive around and talk to people. And I, I guess we'll figure out how to raise money somehow. <laughs> like, like, are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? And I, I was just... I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I said yes because I was terrified, but um, 
but I'm glad we did because we wouldn't be here otherwise. <laughs> I think filmmaking is a lot of planning, but it's also knowing when the jump out of the plane before the parachute is finished and you just got to sell it on the way down. Um, and I think like every project's like that. Yeah, so I kicked Kevin out of the plane <laughs> and I threw the parachute after him and I said, get your needle ready. You have some work to do. Um, but we had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we were hoping to have this thing done in time for you know releasing it in the fall of 2020 because I thought, hey, we're making a movie that's going to bring people together. Um, and I think it might be a really divided time in our country right around then. I just have a hunch. It was that right. hunch was correct. But what I did not anticipate was a global pandemic. So uh, we did finish it in February 2020. And then a month later, as this little film festival knows all too well, boom, everything got, all the plugs got pulled. Um, and so uh, we've had an interesting journey with the film so far, but we're really thrilled that Slow Film Fest has, has, has having us as a guest and showing our film uh, out there. And we're, we're happy to talk with people like you who get to check out the film and, and dig it. So thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah, I mean, this needs to be done. I have a friend whose daughter is 12 years old. And last time I was at their house, she's showing me this Whitney. She's like, have you heard of Whitney Houston? And I was, <laughs> it, boy, it was like her first album where she's in the bathing suit and she's all long and lanky. Yeah. You know, like it's that one. I was like, uh, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember coming home from the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield and Robert Downey Jr. So it closed with Aretha's respect. And I remember coming home and telling my parents, I just discovered the best artist. And mm -hmm. I just our records right now. My they always humored me. God bless my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and I got to go through the record bin and pick that like I like they had never heard of it. it <laughs> it's really been fun doing like one of the most fun things we've experienced with this movie and with records is young people buy records and they're like young people buy records and they're like they're like okay. Otis Redding, do you know Otis Redding? And you're like, and you're like the name rings a bell and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, it's amazing to, it's amazing for them to be like, I got to learn about Otis Redding. And it was, and it's, and, and, you know, and he's been dead 40 years and it's not Fleetwood Max rumors, but like to them, they discover something like this and they're like, there's something about vinyl, which sort of makes time go backwards and forwards really easily. Like the telescope kind of extends in both directions. And it's, what? I've had like the reverse of that happen. So my daughter's 17. She also mm -hmm. has a, her own turntable now. And Kevin sent me uh, Kiwanuka. And I was playing that a lot when I first got it. And my daughter comes out and she's like, I know this song. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> she's like, wait, how do you have this record? And I was like, uh, you know, Kevin gave it to me. And it's, it's one, how do you know? I was like, how do you know this song? She's like, my dance, my dance teacher plays it over Zoom for me all the time to dance to it. And I'm like, cool, you want to borrow the record? And by the way, could you please give back American Idiot? I have not been able to find it for a while. Thank you very much. So that's, you know, hey, at least now it's like sharing of the records. I, I, I don't ground her if she doesn't put it back in the sleeve as long as it's in her room. You know, that's her mess. If it's not my record. If it were my record, maybe I'd get upset. Exactly. I think we, we just missed, there's a little, there's a gap, you know, because there's my generation and there's a whole generation, but there's just this one little gap. I don't know how old they are that missed out on the vinyl thing completely. And they're like, why would you have something that takes up space? Everything should be on a little MP3 player. There's that generation, but they're just they're. I think they're going to phase out faster than vinyl faded out. Vinyl will always come back, but I think that generation just kind of missed out. They just missed the boat. And I love that. I think this is coming back. And it's like when I used to listen to albums and read the lyrics while I was listening to the song, that's huge. 
It really is. Like we like to say that records activate four of the five human senses. Like you can see them, touch them, smell them, and and hear them. Um, which you could is not, taste them if you wanted to. I suppose you could, well, but I like I won't recommend it though. Yeah. Um, and so they're just they're just in a more immersive experience with them. There's something like deeply sensual about them because of that. And um, and I I'm not suggesting that like that like there's something sinful or inadequate about listening to music on Spotify. Um, we just, I, what we, what, the way Chris and I approach it and the way we, we, when asked, we frequently ask what we think about streaming and we're like, well, streaming is like, streaming is like the audition for something you buy on vinyl. You know, you hear it on streaming and you like it and you're like, very well, proceed to the next round and like, and then you buy it on record. <laughs> so um, it, it, it's, it's essentially a stopgap to keep you from buying everything that catches your fancy on record. Yeah. And there's no, there's not much ritual involved in, in pressing play on my iPhone. You know, mm -hmm. I, I definitely listen to music that way, but like Kevin said, it's more just going to, to try it out or, or to check it out, or I'm doing research on something. I, I use Spotify for research a ton, especially if I'm working on something that took place at a certain time. Like I want to listen to music from, from that, that time. But when I want to, I, I like to listen to albums. Like I've never been like the person that just wants to hear that song and just put together all those. Like we all did mixtapes growing up, but still, I'm still an album person. Uh, by and large. And so I, I want to put on a record. And for me, a lot of the times that's, it's when I'm cooking dinner for the family, I'm putting on a record. I, I, I pay more attention to when the record stops than I do to the food <laughs> on the stove. Um, and, and in the middle of dinner, someone will be having, saying something. And I was just like, I'm sorry, hold on. You know, because I got to flip the record, the record and stop. And, uh, you know, I don't want the needle to get ruined and we got to turn this over now where I got to put on something new. So there's more of that ritualistic quality. And, and there's just that emotion of dropping the needle. It just, there's something special about that, that um, I never got with a CD. I definitely never got it with a cassette. I certainly have never gotten it with an MP3. So um, just, you only get that with a record. Yeah. You got to take care of the needle. I mean, there, there's the whole point about the needle. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like a ring. It's like something that's very precious. It's got a diamond. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it does. It's a small one, but you've got to take care of it. No, I totally get that. Records are more of a story. You know, like my first job was at tower records and every night, when we would go, not dumpster diving, but like some record stores that used to exist in the 90s would put their bins out and they were just like, here, we don't want these. And I just remember digging through them and it was just like a rite of passage. And I remember doing that at swap meets and seeing Lux and uh, Poison Ivy from the Cramps, huge record connoisseurs. And that's where I learned about people like Muhammad Rafi. You can learn more by digging through vinyl about music than you can learn in school. That's my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, I think there's some there's a lot of truth to that. There's something about the the treasure hunt of it that's really special and the and what Cutmaster Kurt, the legendary hip hop DJ and producer in our movie, calls calls the archaeology of it. Like there's something about excavating things and particularly things that are only available on record. And there's plenty of those. Um, I. I hope everybody lives in a town that has enough record stores or swap meets or Goodwills where you where you feel like you have an opportunity to do this once it is safe to do so. Um, I also feel like, and th and we couldn't get into this as much as we would have liked to in the movie, so we like to talk about it when we get the chance. Uh, people who love records have a thing that we like to call the first time, which is when you are sifting through a bin going like this and, and you pull something out and a complete stranger locks eyes with you and go, that that you need that take it home and, and and you're like how do you know and you've never met me before and 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 
why would you say this to another complete stranger? But somehow people feel comfortable doing that in record stores or in just places where records are. And then you take it home and about 80% of the time, the complete stranger is right. There's something about the, 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 the cosmic communal unity of all of, of records that makes that possible. I, Tori Amos said like, there's really only one song and we're just grabbing little pieces of it to do what we do. And I, 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 I think that's the perfect example of that. But also like record stores, you, you have to dig, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, you going through used records, you, you have to go through every single one of them. <laughs> like, cause you just don't know what the next record's going to be. And the next record could be the thing you've always been looking for or just something they're like, what is this? Like, I think I might need to have this. Um, and I can't think of like any other shopping experience where like, I, I have to look through like every item here like you need to know you have enough time when you walk into a record store to really spend in the record store because if you have five minutes like it's it's not worth it like you don't want to go in there and you don't really want to go you're never really going into a record store like a bean line like i know what i'm here for like maybe because you ordered something in it but you're, you're stuck. You're going to be there. You're going to go through everything. I mean, I'll go to the record store and I'll go through everything and sometimes not walk out the door or something. It's rare, but sometimes like, yeah, but I still had to go through every single record because <laughs> it's been a while since I've been there. I was like, ah, shoot, just didn't have anything that really caught my eye. I was like, well, I guess I'll come back in a month. Definitely there'll be something else there. But usually I just have to turn around and look at the wall because there's almost something on the wall. They know you're going to buy you're like, damn, they did it to me again. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take that. So. You know, yeah, and you got to take the time to read the front and the back. I mean, that takes extra time. You can't just look at the front and go, I'm done. You got to look at the back, read the yep. lyrics, do all of that. I hope one day, you know, I'm that person in a record store for young kids. I, I, I hope to be, I hope to be that little old lady. I would be super proud. <laughs> the rap sign right now, dude, I could talk to you guys for like five days, not just all <laughs> for five days straight. Like, I love you guys. Thank you so much for making this, this movie. It spoke to my heart. Oh, Dana, it's our pleasure. Thank you yeah. for watching it and saying that. Thank you, Dana. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Kevin Smokler and Christopher Boone from the amazing movie Vinyl Nation. Anything and everything Vinyl Nation can be found in our show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode when we head to Austin for South by Southwest. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511 even when we're not in studio and on all the socials it's at radio rehab dana d-a-y-n-a thank you for listening keep coming back